Welcome to the ninth episode of Wolves. I'm your host, Noah, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Will in the Wolves Den. How are we doing with this upcoming All-Star break? I'm good. I'm ready for some rest, that's for sure. Been a grind of a season so far, um, and we've got coverage of three games for you and a little bit of talk on the All-Star break as it pertains to Wolves. So the games we'll be covering are Sunday against the Kings, Tuesday against the Rockets, and Thursday against the Lakers. All home games with some mixed results. So why don't we get started with uh, Game Sunday against the Kings? Yeah, I definitely, uh, I think a good way to summarize it was Towns' quote that night, which was, would have been weird to lose. As Carl always says, it's you know it's always just a little mellowed down than you would expect. Like some right. others would be like, "Wow, this would really suck," or like, "Wow, it was an amazing win." Towns is like, "Yeah, we we got it." So, oh, nothing, shocks. Nothing, I'd yeah. be really frustrated if we Darn. squeaked out a loss. Nothing, nothing new from Towns there, but my comment was, "Well, yeah, it's the Kings and we are at home." So mm-hmm. you know, he he about summed it up. Eked out a five point win. I think. I think this is one of those wins that's indicative of you being a good team because this is a kind of game where Jim Pete or just any sort of Wolves personality would give this team a C or something, right? Mm-hmm. And you win by five. Right. That's not something we've had in a while. So good to have. It's a win in the end, but just really eked it out because of like Butler's 11 points in the fourth quarter. We haven't had that type of player, I felt like, in a while as well. Mm-hmm. Teague double-double with assist, so now our takes about Teague can be a little more solidified Yep. after he had that bad week, but we were still high on him, so Right. <laughs> we're back. We'll wait until he has another struggle of a week, and we can say, yeah, that we'll balance just this we, one. We, yeah. You gotta know when to, to just not acknowledge someone's woes. That's right. So yeah, like I said, you, you know you have a good team when we can be upset by this win, so I guess it's a luxury we have, but we did have 17 turnovers, so that was just disappointing. I don't know. I, I really don't have much more to say besides a bad game that we just sort of found a way. Right. It was exciting to see, like, who the Kings have now. Like, Costa Kufis yeah. played some solid minutes. And that Towns quote, like, actually, it's great. I didn't see that. It does sum it up. Like, we won, but it feels like we should have won by a lot more, you know? It would have been weird to lose. It's yeah. Like the perfect way, I think. Right. It's different than the Lakers game mm-hmm. that we went to, just because... With the Lakers, like, we're better than them. I get that. But I didn't really have a reason why we were losing. Yeah. Right? It right. just felt like we were being outshot. It wasn't stupid plays, I don't think. No, you know, balls weren't being dribbled off the foot. No. Things like that. But with the Kings, it just it would have been weird to lose. Right, exactly. I think the Wolves probably just played solid against the Kings and solid against the Lakers. And that's kind of, you got some okay wins. Yeah. But yeah. But hey, wins a win. So, exactly, exactly. So I'm pleased retrospectively. Right, and then we turn around against the Rockets, and this is a team that I was like really freaked out of playing, just because if you if you have a team that can shoot a high volume of three, they're always still in the game, like you know, kind of no matter what you do. Well, and on top of that, they're better than us by a decent league to begin with. Yep. So scary. Right, but the Wolves like. To their credit, they played really, really well. They uh, they lost in the end, 126-108. But the first quarter, we kind of jumped on the Rockets. I was at the game with my sister and kind of had to tell her, like, this is the second best, like, maybe best like, team lay in the, the NBA. Like, a little more. Right, exactly. Just And then we were still, like, in it at halftime, neck and neck. And I was like, this is, like, just 
prepare yourself for what is going to happen here, which is basically a three-point barrage. And mm-hmm. that's what happened in the fourth quarter, and they just took it over. I know this is kind of a hot take, but like analytics-wise, Chris Paul and James Harden are top five players. I, I, don't, I don't. Chris Paul is probably more of the controversial. Well, in the way that they're used right now, they they definitely would seem that way. Like mm-hmm. D'Antoni is able to get them both to play, like get the most out of them. Yeah, and he, during his injury, they were still doing quite all right. Mm-hmm. But now that he's back, I, they're the best team in the NBA. I mean, right. the Warriors had a little bit of a slump right now, and it gave the Rockets an opportunity to take the top spot. Right. So I think, like, I fear them more than the Warriors. I think it's been a while since we've been able to say that. Right. The thing that's different, and I noticed when I was watching, is, like, they're definitely going to be a live-by-the-three, die-by-the-three team because they just spread everybody so you think out. There's, so, there's a little more oppor- opportunity for, like, a Cinderella story? Well, I mean, the Warriors like, with Clay and Steph checking up threes, too. But they do it in a way that, like, they move the ball so much and then they get open threes or layups and the Rockets it's like let's isolate and kick it and see if we can get threes so it's just like a okay, little bit a little more pickup basketball aspect to it right a little bit like it's like no don't backdoor cut because then you'd leave the three point line you know it's <laughs> okay feet planted little stuck right exactly and to their credit it has gotten them the top spot in the west so far but you know I would say this isn't a bad loss if it didn't get away from us so bad Harden, so if you're the eight seed in the west who do you take who do you who would you, who would you want to play? I'd much rather play the Rockets because James Harden's not really proven in the playoffs, and that's true. And the Warriors Between are the proven Warriors, in the playoffs. They have so much yeah. playoff experience. Yeah. In five thirty eight, and their model this year actually included a cool thing where they adjust in the playoffs for playoff experience because they mm-hmm. found it to be such a success factor. Yep. So I think the Wolves were like it, it was based on ELO ratings, but you don't, you don't have to know anything about that to understand that we were just put sort of in the middle for the playoff right. experience, so we won't get like a bonus. But the Cavs and the Warriors, just because they've been there so much, I don't know how it shakes out with the, the new trade, but it, it actually is a significant jump just yeah. to have like finals experience year after year. Well, and their next three best players are Gordon, Anderson, and Capella, who but are Capella, all really good. I mean, he's... Yeah, but he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience either. And then you, oh, you're you, okay. you, ma- yeah. you kind of match that with the... The next best three players for the Warriors are Draymond, Clay, and Iguodala. Yeah. You know, it's it's a big difference. So, mm-hmm. coach wise, though, I think it's, I mean, they're both up there. Yeah, I would say. So. Yeah, interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. We'll see if D'Antoni brings the stash back or not, and that could be the big advantage that mm-hmm. everybody needs. So, um, <laughs> we'll see if five thirty eight. Yeah, brings that in. If anyone can, they could. Um, so the. Kind of an expected, maybe a little bit frustrating to let it slip away a loss against the Rockets. And then our last game headed into the All-Star break was against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think this was, it, it was the turning point in the week. We had three games here. At this point, we're 1-1, one one, but we had a loss to the Rockets. So you can kind of look past that. But then if we came into the All-Star break dropping the game to the Lakers, when you hear 1-2 and two, and then going 2-2 two and two in the week before, you start to build some sort of worry complex yeah definitely you know and you don't want to let that sit over the all-star break i think even as a player i would not want that so just to enter the all-star break with the win over the lakers we were both at the game feel free to chip in but like winning by eight was solely from the fourth quarter i think maybe a little bit from the third it was i've never felt so confident in the first three quarters even though we were down 
Like, yeah. like given the fact that we were down. Yeah, I the thought they played week. solid. We were just down five or six, pretty much, um, for a long period of the game. And I just felt like at some point somebody was going to turn it on from the Wolves just because we had that ability, especially at home. Well, you probably felt so good because Taj had a career high in points. So whether we would have gotten blown yeah, out or it not, really, just it like it was really a good assume. night. And I put a lot here about I felt that this was one of the first nights where Taj got shouted out by the crowd. Just yes, like yes. They were able to see, because once you put up 28 points, any armchair kind of fan can say, wow, he had a good game. Yeah, when it Taj actually jumps off the page. Five and shoots 80% and people might not really investigate field goal percentages or know a barometer for that. They just see eight points, right? Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of boring. Maybe he pulls down 10 boards. You probably don't care about that much. So to get 28 for him, I think, was a really big night. And I think um, it'll give him sort of the recognition he deserves. So it was just a, it was just a fun turnaround. It, and it was good to see like a gritty game. I was going into it thinking that we were going to slide into a 25-point win yep. and people would have headed out by the fourth quarter. Right. But that was definitely not the case. It was yeah. really exciting to see. The Lakers put up a good fight. Randall, Julius Randall kind of gave it to Towns early in the game, and Zubats, who we thought was... compared to? Durant, I think you, you said. No, that was, that's Ingram. Sorry. Yeah, Brandon Ingram. And I, I definitely identified that just with his athleticism throughout the game. Yeah, but by this point in his career, wasn't Durant like... Oh, no, Yeah, like no, no. 15 I, straight 25-point games. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, Randall played well. This guy called Zubats had, like, every single tip in. He must be, like, an Olympic oh, volleyball player or something. four or five times we said, who, who is I was like, which guy? Zeller or yeah, Palmy Brothers We, we just that? went through, like, white farm boy centers <laughs> that we could think of. And, and we already have Cole Aldrich, so yeah, it could be him. Right. Uh, but he was just throwing down, like, some pretty decent dunks and just kind of walking all over us for yeah, a he, bit. he gave that, it to us. That was probably the most embarrassing part i guess of just being that close to the lakers for so right. long but otherwise they i we were just getting outshot mm-hmm. i wouldn't say outplayed really yeah and can we pull back the curtain a little bit too <laughs> it was flip tribute night which was really exciting gave kind of a, like a, well a really meaning yeah meaningful yeah. air to the game i know there's some controversy with kg and how those things are handled but right i think i mean it could be reactionary to kg's thoughts and but yeah. who knows but i think it was, it was well done yeah, I absolutely. I think they did what they, they should have and did what they could. Cool and I to think see, the banner like, is yeah. something you got to have. Chauncey Billups was up there, or Chauncey Billups and like Gary Yeah, I was Trent surprised that the crew they pulled together. It's, I mean, that's a lot for those guys to, to travel. I'm, I don't think they were just randomly in Minneapolis. Like, yeah, that night. All of them shoot back on my way from Fargo. Yeah, <laughs> seeing what's like popping up Brothers Barn Grill <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, so that was, that was exciting. Probably like the best way you could think to sort of end like this chat, like this small chapter of the season with like a win and the flip tribute night. It, it was cool. Yeah. I think it was the perfect time to do it just to, to go into the all-star break. I, now that I'm looking at it now, I can really see how pivotal, uh, pivotal this game would have been. Right. I mean, this would have been, what is it? Two and five. In our, no, that's in like totally the last wrong. kind of um, stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was two and three, sorry. In our last five. And I don't, think that's the path that this Wolves team wants to take. No. So to eke out this one, I think, was was really important. And I think, especially for these guys, they're going to need some rest over the All-Star break. And hopefully Towns and Butler can get that, even though they're playing the game. That's, yeah. Hopefully not practicing too much. Oh, yes. Uh, if Tibbs was head coach of the All-Star team, he <laughs> would be running laps. Killers. Yeah. In the background. Well, and you have to give the Wolves credit for not dropping a lot of game, consecutive games. They don't go on bad losing streaks or haven't to this point. I haven't. 
I think it's just because we've been so consistent at home that even if we just lose to like Atlanta and the Magic on like a road, which we've done, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's real news. We just come back at home and right. pick up the win. And home wins probably get more press from media members and things like that, especially the, the local news. Yeah, they're more so in our. I don't face, think yeah. there's been slump headlines, and for good reason. So yeah, we go on on this chunk of the week, two and one into the All Star break. Where does that put us at? We're tied for third in the West, I want to say. Um, and we get the we get the solid like. Solid win against the Kings, lose to the Rockets, and then a strong comeback win against the Lakers. Um, and now we've got two All-Stars representing us in the big boy All-Star game. We've had a lot of rising stars representation over the past, like, three years, maybe like 13 years. So that's been, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be exciting to see uh, Butler and Towns in the All-Star game. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we're fourth in the West with win percentage tiebreaker against San Antonio. Beautiful. But not a game behind or anything. And I think we're I think we're a better team than them. I actually do. Um, but it'll just be interesting to see if OKC can creep up with right. their talent. Houston and Golden State I'm not even thinking about. Right. It's, I feel like we're sort of locked in between three and six. So we're a better team than Denver. I'm yeah. not worried about them. And so whoever's below them as well. So... Three, four, five. I think that, I think at this point I'm cocky enough to say I'd be disappointed with the five seed. Yeah, I mean this is a good point to like evaluate, reevaluate. You know, based on where we thought we'd be at the start of the season. So now the the Wolves have kind of shown the expectations, and we can say we want the four seed, or we want yeah. to be knocking on the door for the three seed. Hot takes at the beginning of the year were sort of three or four and fifty win season. That's right. Um, on track almost for fifty wins, and then just fine for. Three, four, and five seed. So that's good to hear. But yeah, to your point about uh, Butler and Towns, I think it's just going to be exciting to have... When was the last time we had two players in the All-Star game? I don't even have... I would think... I, I mean, think KG it was, and I think we had who? three with Whoa. Sprewell, Cassell, and KG. All-Star. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But he couldn't feed his family. Yeah, that's it's <laughs> tough out there. Make sure to take care of your All-Stars this weekend. <laughs> go go buy him some food. So. I'm sure they're covered. If, if Wiggins can get a max contract, we can too. That's, so. Yeah, that's true. So with that, a good time to reevaluate. Uh, it's not quite the midseason, but at the All-Star break, let's talk grades for your Timberwolves. We'll see who's a tougher grader of the, you know, tougher critique of the Timberwolves. Yeah, do you want to blow through five or six guys? Yeah, I, I think I think some do mine. Yeah, based on expectation, the notable ones are Shabazz. I would say is kind of at the the seller of this team. I pictured him as like that's the easy take, a, right? Not yeah. an instant offense guy that wouldn't bring it every night, but would bring it once a month. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's the take he makes your uncle like, oh Shabazz, so, like just to get someone to agree with it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Or Butler's so good. Right. <laughs> yeah. I would say too that Wiggins has been like so. I put Shabazz kind of at an F. Wiggins <laughs> has been a disappointment. I mean, he had the max contract. The one thing he does have going for him is he's been really healthy and he can fill it up on nights particularly when butler is not there which i'll totally agree and yeah the thing that boz doesn't have is upside either yeah that's so that's, that's what makes it sort of the f where again you could chuck around a b or c just because the potential is still there he's shown he can be healthy for a long season i agree with all that i mm-hmm. you know he needs to figure out his shooting efficiency and things like that and probably defense to some degree but 
I think I think he'll get there. I can see why someone would offer him a max contract. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so we yeah we we've talked a lot about that, but I'd I'd put Wiggins in that kind of like C minus range. Like I expected yeah. more from him, but we're still getting wins with. And to be clear, starting. I was saying like I can see why he'd get a max contract like in this NBA vibe that we yes, have right exactly. now. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I'm sure there's some reason that GMs do it. I'm right. sure it helps with ticket sales well, yeah, and, and other like, non-basketball things. But. And the and the inflated like salary cap year, which was kind of goofy. Yeah, it's sort of the perfect storm for Wiggins to get this type of contract. Exactly. So another one I would highlight, um, I think you're going to talk about him as well. Jeff Teague, he gets probably a C from me. He's performed wow. just about quite to expectation, but differently than I thought. He's been like consistent from three, and he has missed some time, but I thought he'd be a bigger part of the Wolves' offense. But mm-hmm. I have been impressed with his assist numbers, so I thought he's more of just a scorer. And this has no number base behind it, but a lot of times on Reddit, people talk about how T can just... I don't know. The only word I can think of is like blackout. Or he just, disappear, yeah, like, absolutely. Just, just forget how to play basketball. Mm-hmm. There is a couple of clips of just him like throwing a ball at a backboard, like one arm just chucking it or like, mm-hmm. sort of you dribble the ball off the foot kind of guy but th- those are flashes where balls that's his like mo that's it yeah we um, go, oh there he goes <laughs> so i i i can see the what's going on with your grade but i think you almost have to say b and that's just based on my perception of him coming in i was thinking oh you know you get out, you give out Rubio, town favorite, and you get this T guy mm-hmm. who's probably going to be just as good, maybe a little better. Yeah. I think he's definitely better. I, I, I guess Rubio I just definitely thought... had gaps and things like that, but he's just more of a solid player, and he can score for us at times when we need. I, I get what you're saying, but I think it's better than a Rubio swap. Like, oh, I, absolutely. I would choose to keep him. Absolutely, but when, when he got so here, I thought, like, I thought the scoring distribution would just go differently, but like Towns has still been so dominant offensively, and Jimmy has carried a bigger offensive role than I thought. So, so T, a big part is probably that we just don't need him at times. Yeah, that's that's true. So I'll kind of round it out with the players who performed above expectations. Marcus George's Hunt, had never heard of him before this season. I've become a big fan. So yeah, kind of like a dark horse player. <laughs> above. <laughs> and then I had four players who would be like slam dunk, A's for me. Taj performed way above expectation. Tyus, I thought yeah. performed above expectation. And I guess we're doing above expectation. Yeah, so this is kind of what I'm thinking these guys deserve. They they deserve their A's. Mm. Um, it's an improvement grade. Uh, that's right. Cat, uh, he's come under some scrutiny, but ultimately I still think he's one of the best young players in the league. Like a, like a B- minus to an A- minus kind of transition yep. with the defense sort of takes the beginning of the year. That's right. Yeah, I don't do minuses or pluses. Oh, I'm just okay. going to go crisp on the, on the A. Controversial and then, to the students. Um, J- Jimmy, like... In the MVP conversation, like a slam dunk franchise player. So um, that's kind of, and then like you can say what you want about Patton, Belly, Aldrich, all the other guys. Those are the ones that stand out. Yeah, for there's me. no reason to really give a grade on that. I, I don't think I need to really go through them once over again, but I I do want to just highlight um, Butler. I, yes. I. It's so tough to give him, I think, in my eyes, an A, just because the expectations were, like, the hype. That's true. But That's he's true. lived up to it. So mm-hmm. however, like, I, don't, I can't really give a grade to that, but however you want to interpret that, just the sheer amount of excitement that was in sort of the city when Butler was coming here, I, I think people were just 
like instantly this is going to be the KG era again. And I think we're getting into that. Mm-hmm. So there's a big ask and he answered. So how everyone interpret that, but I I couldn't be more, more pleased with Butler. Right. Him and Towns deserve to be in the All-Star game again and again. Taj would be my third pick, but I, I don't think we should have three players well, in the All-Star but if we had Cassell, Sprewell, and KG, I think then, I, that's what I'm just okay, trying. I need to go look that up. But if right. that's true, then I'm gonna have a hot take with Tosh. Well, it's it's funny what you say about Butler because there's something surreal about having high expectations, and I wouldn't say he's like blown the doors off, but like them being it's impossible, right? Like, right, you can't really go higher than what we expected. Yeah, exactly. But like to have them met. You just can't nitpick. Like the one thing I can think of, and to like laugh at me with this is, like 